Now, it seems ESCOM manager overruling engineers may have caused the catastrophic Gusile chimney collapse. This is according to an internal ESCOM report that shed light on how buses at Megawatt Park gave verbal instructions to return a unit at Gusile to full capacity service, and even though a critical component had failed and needed to be repaired. Now, the unit had been problematic since 2021 and had been partially repaired, but the repairs had been poorly done, this report found. This has led to an incident that is still costing the country more than two stages of load shedding. Sabah Lusketi, investigative journalist for Sunday Times, joins us now to unpack the decision that was taken, um, you know, that favoured production above plant health. Sabah, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Noltano. Good afternoon to the viewers. All right, where ESCOM is concerned, the devil is always in the detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's talk about, um, you know, this decision that was taken. We have no names at this point. Yeah. Uh, because it was a verbal instructions, which is a huge red flag, I think, in any professional setting. But let's talk about how um, this decision was made or how this information trinkled from Megawatt Park to Busile. Yeah. So I think um, the one thing to note here, and I mean, as you said, it's massive, massive, massive red flag, particularly in situations where, um, in the backdrop of your senior technical people sort of telling you that we are running a risk um, of failure which will impact um, you know your ability to actually keep demand um, of electricity um, and then a decision of this nature gets taken and then gets you know given to the specific people that it needs to go to it's quite problematic then when the report in itself highlights that um, there's basically no audit trail um, to show who took the decision because it tells you then that in an instance where there would have there ought to have been a memo for instance um, from someone saying that fully conversant of all the risks um, that are taking place and because of reasons XYZ we need to then take this path to correct whatever it is that we need to correct in this particular instance it was to run this unit um, so the fact that that is not there is a big red flag for me. Um, and of course, then it leaves one sort of looking at, you know, is this decision um, something that went all the way up at Megawatt Park? Um, is this a decision that was taken maybe um, by exco level at Megawatt Park? Who actually took this decision? Um, and when you talk to people internally, of course, they then highlight the fact that this is quite the norm mm. at ESCOM, you right. know, when you've got these problematic sort of decisions that need to be taken. Um, suddenly it's, you know, a verbal instruction with no sort of audit trail to be able to say that um, this specific individual gave this specific instruction under these conditions because of these reasons. So this then speaks to the culture within ESCOM, and I think this is probably something that we haven't heard about, is that within ESCOM, is it evident that there is a culture then of maybe distrust, um, and then of you know managers misleading engineers, engineers misleading managers? And I say this because a lot of the people that are in there are supposed to be experts, except the state of electricity in South Africa is proving that there's something untoward happening within Megawatt Park and at the power stations. Yeah, so I mean, this is one of the things that you talk to unions, for instance, um, they'll tell you that oftentimes their members find themselves under pressure mm -hmm. um, to make certain decisions or to take certain corrective actions in instances where processes have not been properly followed. Um, you know, you listen to what Andre Dureta has been saying for the better part of 2022 um, about addressing this issue of low morale. Mm 
um, and the exodus um, within generation division at ESCOM. Because some of this is exactly that, you know, are some of these people that are, you know, supposed to be leading um, power stations, part of the power station leadership, leaving because of these exact things. Um, we do know, of course, that that doesn't come out of a vacuum. There was a time when I think ESCOM was so desperate to address um, these constant failures and, you know, lapses in sort of like ordering parts on time, lapses in ordering the correct parts, um, that, you know, people were being suspended. Um, for instance, for prolonged outages at their plants. Um, people were being taken to task and they were, you know, so you then had that situation where people would even say, I'm afraid to take risks um, to mitigate damage that I can see, um, you know, because someone above me has instructed that actually um, we can't afford to drop another stage of load shedding. Um, there's already so much public pressure. There's talk about the impact of load shedding on the economy. Mm -hmm. You know, so these are some of the things that, I mean, we do hear about them. And I think for us, this is the first time where you've actually got ESCOM's own internal processes actually highlighting that. And I wouldn't want to say it's a political decision because it was taken within mm -hmm. ESCOM. So maybe it was some other pressure being brought to bear um, on that particular management or by that management to sort of say, um, we shouldn't have you know these units go out, let's bring it back. We do know that the month preceding that had been a particularly bad month if you look in terms of the history of load shedding in 2022. September 2022 um, was spent with the bulk of the time between st stage five, stage four, stage three. Mm -hmm. um, and it was fairly consistent. And I think there were a lot of complaints at the time. If you look at what politicians were saying, for instance, right into the middle of October, um, Mineral Resources Minister Kweda Mandasha was talking about load shedding. Public Enterprises Minister Pab Pravin Kodan was also talking about load shedding. You know, people were asking questions about, is ESCOM doing enough to actually avert load shedding or has load shedding now become the norm? So let's talk about, uh, you know, this chimney that broke. It is giving us two extra stages of load shedding. How long is it going to take us to, to get that fixed back online? Um, because, you know, we could move from stage six to stage four, and we speak to a lot of business owners and yeah. a lot of CEOs, and that would make a huge difference in terms of profits. Yeah, and I mean, look at, and remember, when you sort of move between stage four to stage six, it also now starts impacting on those South Africans that are fortunate enough to invest in things like inverters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, suddenly your inverter is taken out of the game because your bat battery storage and the power of the inverter itself only gives you an ability to maybe sustain three to four hours um, without electricity. Once you start getting, then now people start to think about, will I have a period in this particular outage where I switch it off mm. um, and then maybe switch it on when I really need to have it? You know, so I mean, it, 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 it's a very big thing talking about two stages. At the moment, ESCOM is talking about the fact that they are likely to return um, their affected unit by November. Um, and then in the next month, they will then return the two other unit units that were affected. You'll remember that unit one, because of the design of Kusile, you've got six units. Um, each of them at have uh, share two chimneys. Mm -hmm. um, so unit one, unit two, unit three share one chimney. Unit three, unit four, five, six then share another chimney. So the damage that happened on unit one then meant that um, it was not safe to operate unit two and unit three. So I understand that at the time, ESCOM, um, unit two had been down already, 
and then the unit three was running when they did run that within a day they started to pick up vibrations and you know certain things and they decided that you know what actually let's just you know also put this one out on reserve up until such a time that we've got all of this repaired because the last thing you want to do is that after one mistake that is you know massive you then have another mistake that costs you even much longer you know so i mean um in terms of kusile itself its output you remember that it was built to be about 4800 megawatts mm -hmm. um those three units then meant that we are now without 2400 uh, megawatts which is effectively two stages of load shedding Sure. Well, we'll be watching how um, soon we can get that. I mean, November, it's the whole year, Savelo. So I can imagine the investors watching, thinking that's the full year. Thank you so much for your time. That was Sunday Times Investigative Journalist, Savelo Skiti, on how ESCOM crippled Gusile. Mm -hmm.